I just can't figure out if it's because you're advanced or because I'm stunted. You take the red pill. You stay in wonder. I am McLovin. You do not talk about Fight Club. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Glass A Film Club. And yes, we've got another great conversation lined up for you today with another great guest. My guest on this episode is Katie Lee. Katie is an artist and creative coach. Throughout lockdown, she's been doing some fantastic art and sharing that across her Instagram. But she also works across Liverpool doing some great installations and working on loads of different projects, which we talk about in this conversation. She's also the host of Not Your Babe podcast, which she recently launched. And we go in depth on that. And obviously, we encourage all the listeners to check that out. But it's really interesting what she's doing there and all the people that she's speaking to. Katie's also the organiser of Boss Babes events, which take place across the Northwest, and of course did before lockdown, but she's also been doing some great stuff virtually throughout lockdown. These bring creatives together and other passionate people to collaborate and really support each other on their really exciting endeavours, which we talk about, we go into why creativity is important, why collaborating is important, and talk about everything she's been up to and all the exciting things she's got planned. So, I really enjoyed this conversation. I know you are going to too. So, without further ado... Let's have a chat with Katie Lee. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Glass A Film Club. Yes, it's another special where we're having a conversation. No films are getting reviewed today. We're just having interesting, insightful conversations. And my guest today is artist and creative coach Katie Lee. Katie, thank you for joining me today. Hi, Marcus. Thank you for having me on. I'm very excited to be on a podcast. (laughs) Well, that's what, that's what we like. We like a bit of excitement because you know how giddy I can get once we get into conversation. So I'm always happy for that level of excitement to be matched. So bring it on. Bring on the excitement. Um, we're going to be covering loads today as you do a lot of things. So we, we like that. We like chatting about loads of different things. But I think a big thing I want to dive into today is creativity and passion projects and all different things that are surrounding that. So straight away, the first thing I want to mention, because we are doing a podcast, is your new podcast, Not Your Babe podcast. This first episode came out very recently, so go and check that one out. But would you like to tell us a little bit about that and what's involved in it? Yeah, so um, as I've been doing like my own business, I started last year um, networking events for female creatives. And basically because when you're working freelance or like you're working on your own like you don't really have people to bounce ideas off unless you're in a co-working space so I wanted to meet other women who were creating their own business or artists um not creating their own artists women who were artists (laughs) um and the bit I liked about the events was actually hearing people's sort of rags to riches story with their journeys um so obviously with the pandemic and everything going on it's been quite difficult to do the events so the podcast was something I'd thought about doing um and actually the fact we've had this pandemic has been perfect time for it because I've been able to connect with those people who I've already built up quite a good relationship with um so everyone who's done an episode so far I know them really well um and each episode focuses on a different person um their story and sort of something that 
a struggle that they've faced. So one of them was um, talking about mental health and how she's used her business to help build that up. Um, another one, she had chronic illness and she was talking about why that's the reason she started her own business. And I think you find that usually people who are, are freelance or have started their own business have normally had some sort of significant life event that's pushed them that way. Um, so I've done three episodes, I've recorded a lot, but there's three episodes on Spotify now. And um, we do get quite deep into like their journey and the struggles they face so I love it I find it really inspiring speaking to people and sort of getting to know why they do what they do and how they got there um so yeah that's not your babe all the sassy female women yeah absolutely absolutely and um I listened to the first episode and thought it was fantastic and I know what you're saying that it's great hearing that mix of different people and kind of getting the inspiration from different people's stories and a lot of that is packed into people's passions in what they do and you see that come out and that's one of the kind of beautiful things about creativity and going taking on projects in your own there's a lot of yourself put into it um so yeah I thought that was great I'll definitely be listening to the rest of the episodes um we'll chat a bit more later about boss babes as i've been to one of your events and you know it was great being surrounded by loads of passionate creative people but bit back to the podcast is that you said you get a lot from it yourself and it's great chatting to these people but what do you think as a listener why is the kind of podcast format really inspirational and gives people a lot as opposed to other ways because podcasts have kind of gone massive now obviously we're doing one now but they're kind of everywhere it's a great way of communicating with people why do you think this is a good way for you to share what you're doing with boss babes with other people I think it it makes it a lot more accessible um, because obviously when I'm doing the events they're very location based you'd have to come along to the event to see who was talking you'd have to meet people in person Um, so it's you can just listen to it from your phone you can listen to it when you're going for a run like I've started listening to podcasts more um, because we do live in quite a fast-paced society Covid aside (laughs) Um, and I think people don't always read as much but you'll listen to a podcast it's a really good way to learn stuff and I genuinely love talking to people on it because I learn so much from them there's like every single person has pretty much got like they're all creatives but we're all from totally different backgrounds like one of them was a photographer which I've never really delved into photography and hearing her process and how she does it um I find really interesting so I'm genuinely really interested when I when I listen to them as the host um and yeah. so I think it's always like I think podcasts are really good. It almost feels quite personal. You do feel like you're in the room with the people, even though you're just listening to them from home. But you almost kind of get that vibe of like you're at an event without actually having to get out of your pajamas. Um, you can just yeah. sit with a brew, listen to a podcast, or you can do it while you listen, like while you're going for a walk. Um, and it's a really great way to learn and almost get a taste for different career paths or different creative paths without having to necessarily try them out firsthand because you can sort of get an insight into how what what it actually looks like what the actual hard bits of doing photography or videography or being an artist are rather than the glamorized thing of oh yeah we just run around like painting walls like no (laughs) there's a lot of work that goes into it and I think um it's good to to sort of get into the nitty gritty behind it rather than it just being this glamorized lifestyle i'm not even sure if i answered the question there i went off on it no no i get and i think what you said i really agree with with uh podcast making um it very 
accessible and sharing those thoughts because a lot of the time especially and i'm going to use this word a lot throughout this but I'm, i really like diving into it but like creative projects a lot of people look at them as a bit too abstract and can't necessarily connect with someone like you said for example if you haven't dabbled in photography or in fashion design or something but it interests you you might feel so disconnected to it but when you hear someone just having a conversation about why that means so much to them or how they got into it and what they do on the day-to-day you feel that connection form and I think there's something beautiful about a podcast of people just having a conversation and someone just listening to it in a very simple form is why people do connect with it so much so one thing I was going to ask is you said that you're using the podcast to kind of parallel um, the events that you run and obviously now unable to run those events so the podcast is even more important but do you find that conversations that you've had with people when you've recorded it on the podcast as opposed to when you spoke to them in real life you've learned things about them that you didn't know just from meeting them because I found often that just putting that time aside like the formal time aside with a podcast you're just having a conversation dig into things that you might not just speak about in passing when you meet someone in person has that ever happened through any of the episodes you've done so far yeah absolutely so I've actually recorded some today and we were talking about um mental health and I felt myself getting quite emotional because you when you're at the events um you're obviously in a group um and we do like sort of breakout sessions and we try and get people talking but um it's still you know you're in a group so there's stuff that you probably wouldn't open up about but when you're recording a podcast um if you've been doing it the way I have which is on zoom so you can't actually see each other you it takes that wall away so you sort of say stuff and open up about stuff that you might not open up about if we were talking in person or if we were at an event surrounded by other people um and I've learned like the the girls who come along and who've done the podcast I've known them all for like most of them well over a year they've been along to nearly every single event and I've learned more in the half an hour podcast than I have in that entire year because I just didn't know you know you you ask those prying questions and you sort of end up going off on tangents that you didn't think you'd end up delving into and you find topics and you end up talking really really openly and really honestly because you're not having you're not actually there's there's no judgment there's even though you're putting it on a public space it's almost weirdly more intimate because it's just one person listening with their headphones so you don't feel that yeah it's it's a lot more real a lot more authentic because it is just a conversation between two people but then you can listen in I know it sounds weird but I think it it is you do feel a lot more intimate you get a really good insight into people's lives and who they are and what makes them tick kind of thing yeah no I I do get that I get that and I'll be really interested to listen to the one you said you recorded today going into a mental health discussion because I feel that I've always been a fan of just sitting down with someone and having a long conversation and even though it does seem weird and maybe it doesn't seem as weird now because we, we're doing it more because we've been forced to. But in the past, the idea of just sitting down with someone and almost picking a conversation topic and diving into it is not something that just naturally happens um, in socialising. But it's something I've always been a fan of because I do think you dig into different areas of each other and you learn so much about people. And it, you know, it's a great way of developing friendships and relationships. And this is something that's fantastic about the podcast because it is just formalizing that and it sounds a bit restricted at first but I know what you mean even though you are recording it to put out for other people to listen it feels like a private conversation and a great way of opening up because you are there just to dig into that so yeah I really like 
the sound of um, what you're doing with those, and I'm sure that would be uh, you know interesting to a lot of people. So as I said at the beginning, check out Katie's podcast. We'll, I will put the link in the description. That's what you say if you have a podcast, isn't it? Put the link in the description. Anyway, I wanted to ask you a bit more about the events um, that you were previously doing for Boss Babes, and of course we'll do again in the future. So you've got the podcast going, speaking to people that you met there, the people that you work with whilst doing that. But would just give us a bit of an overview of the type of people that come to these events, what they get out of it, and what you're trying to encourage by people attending uh, the Boss Babes events. Yeah, so the reason I started it, basically, I used to go to networking events in Liverpool. Um, and everyone, they were really like stiff events. Like they just weren't fun. I didn't really feel like I got that much out of them. And most people there were men, like no offense guys, but I knew there was loads of creative (laughs) women in Liverpool. I was like, where are they all hiding? Um, So I set it up basically because I wanted to meet other artists who I'd been like following on Instagram, who I sort of looked up to. Um, And I did it as a brunch for the first one. And we had 15 people come to the first one. I got someone to do a talk. Um, and at the first event, it was like, I marketed it like for creatives by creatives. So there was, um, a lot of artists, graphic designers, illustrators, a couple of bloggers, um, and generally kind of quite a younger crowd. Um, and as I started, as it started to grow, um, it ended up, I noticed I had sort of two almost target audiences. There was like the 18 to 25 year olds and there was like a big gap and then there was like the mid 50s coming along which I was like wow this is amazing um because they were at that stage in their life where they were thinking maybe it's time to try a different career route or try out that creative hobby they've you know maybe they've been a primary teacher for years and they want to try this hobby they've always had a passion about um and it's the it's the taking that first step is really scary so I found that the the way we set up the events is um you come in and we do like speed networking which is like speed dating you get a card you get two minutes of each person it's just like quick fire questions to sort of break the ice and then um we'll do a talk and then afterwards we'll play like some games they're they're normally different for each event um and we've done like pop-ups in beauty shops and all that kind of stuff so the the idea behind the events is basically to boost your confidence and boost your um obviously grow your network but I think there's that term that term networking is so associated with it being businessy and getting clients out of it and actually that's not really what networking is about at all like I have got clients through the people I've met in Boss Babes but more importantly I've built a network I've built a support network and I've built a community that I know if I launched a new product or if I launched you know the podcast like I've got 60 girls there who are going to support it wholeheartedly um and it's the same for every one of them that comes along they'll meet people you get a different perspective on because it's it's different backgrounds it was originally just creative and then I've I've not meant to do it but it's ended up attracting people from attracting women from all different backgrounds so we ended up with some women from accounting we ended up with some from marketing and and like fitness and yoga and it's ended up not just being creative because actually if you are a business owner you do naturally have quite a creative mindset anyway no matter what the business is like there's that tendency to see creative business as an artist or photographer or designer and actually you do still have to be creative to be in 
marketing or working in like doing yoga or like running a Pilates studio you have to be just as creative because you are wearing so many different hats when you're a business owner you have to be the accountant and you're the marketing person and you're the photographer (laughs) so the it the general people that I attract has changed the longer I've done it and the people that I found get the most out of it are the those women who are in their maybe mid 50s or students who are in their final year and they're not really sure what they want to do or they've thought about um you know they're trying to plan out the future and just having those conversations with people from completely different backgrounds it just opens so many doors that you wouldn't have thought about and it changes your perception of the different jobs that are available out there which I think at the moment is a particularly important because there's so many jobs that are suffering at the moment actually if you've got an idea for something that people aren't doing then maybe you found a niche and you should just go for it and you've got that support network from all the women that you've met at the events um to give you that boost and and that knowledge really to to fill in the gaps in your knowledge and help you grow as a person as a business yeah i mean i absolutely love the mindset behind it like you're saying um, you were going to networking events and you felt stiff and boring. I think that's a fantastic way of describing it because I'm just thinking back to my experiences now of going to networking events. Even when I thought they were ones for creative people, it was just like, oh, there's a pile of Domino's pizza, have a beer, and now awkwardly go and speak to someone and hand them your business card. It's like, fine, but it's not inspiring. It's not getting anyone going. And I feel like you were saying the aim of yours is, amongst other things, but one of the driving aims is to give people confidence. I feel that's fantastic because obviously that's such an important thing if you are trying to get out there and, and do something that you're passionate about. But the problem with so many other events is it's just the idea of networking is the aim when, when that should just be a kind of word that's part of it. Whereas you're doing that, giving people confidence. I think that's brilliant. It's definitely something that I think more events and more people could definitely take inspiration from. And also what I love is, and I'm always trying to find ways and get excited by the idea of collaborating and bringing people together who can support each other, but also together can make something bigger and more magical than they could on their own. And I imagine you get that through your group, having so many talented and different people in different areas. So have you seen any kind of collaborations or projects come off the back of people meeting at your events? Yeah, it's it's been really weird. Like, I almost feel like a proud mum. Like, I sort of, <laughs> <laughs> this is what I, I'm like, their mother hen. There's like a, we have like a WhatsApp group with most of us in. And um, during lockdown, like they were there for like, a, you know, they were all, we were all supporting each other. Um, and I was feeling a bit low during lockdown. And, and one of them was saying that we're like a um, pack of geese. And when like, there's a, I'm going somewhere with this. It will make sense. Um, <laughs> go with it. Go with it. Um, when geese are flying, there's a goose that leads the pack, and if that goose is ill, it goes to the back, and another one takes over. So we've sort of created yeah. this herd of fabulous geese women, um, and we all support each other. And and it's been going on. So it's been going on for a year, and I think just for me, like seeing some of them do projects, and I know that I'm the reason they've met without like blowing smoke up my own arse like I'm really like that makes me feel really proud because I know that they've gone and they've they've gone and done you know some of them have gone and done like market stalls together or they've gone and started um like a blog or or they've gone and 
they've I've just seen them all helping each other and supporting each other's events and it's just it's really nice to see because I, it I do feel like I'm like their mother hen like the creative queen just leading them all to find each other and and I think yeah some of the girls who who've come um seeing them come to the events right at the beginning compared to how they are now like there's a girl called Demi who I'm sure um, she won't mind me mentioning but she was really shy when she first came to Boss Babes like she hardly spoke and now she's the scouse person you'll ever meet and she's so like larger than life and you cannot get her to shut up which is amazing because I remember us first sitting down and she was just so shy didn't want to introduce herself so I just like picked her up and dragged her into the crowd and was like right like this is Demi this is what she does like everyone speak like we're just gonna have a chat and then now she comes along to she's come along to every single event because she loves them and you do get that proper boost of energy after doing them where it's just you, you're just chatting to people for an hour but it's so it's different people's backgrounds and yeah there's been I can't think of like specific projects off the top of my head but I know that they've all done like little market stores together or they've gone and like some of them will host an event and one of them will be the photographer um and there's a photographer in the group that has ended up doing branding for most of the girls now so like the networking comes as a second thing like the business that you get out of it is almost like a second bonus the first thing you're getting is actually a group of really amazing great friends who really believe in what you're doing and love and are there to build you up that's the whole sort of idea of it and if you want to you know you buy into people when you're buying into business so a lot of the time I would always shop small because I know who's made it or I've met that person I like who they are so I want to support them and you know obviously if I can buy their stuff that's that's great but um networking's not the sole purpose you're just actually getting to know the person and then obviously you're going to want to buy their stuff and support them so yeah I've gone off on a tangent there but <laughs> no I think that's great and especially what you're saying there about networking isn't the main thing because because that's the problem everything to do with anything like this seems like it has to just have an end goal of doing business making money okay that but if we can switch that and make oh actually forming good friendships relationships connections inspiring people giving people confidence is the main thing oh but as well as that oh we happen to get people some business and they can do good work with the stuff that's the way it should be and i think so much more in the world, whether it be business, whether it be creative stuff, whether it be in our industry with films, which involves a lot of people working together at once, when the kind of the creative goal is at the front of it, rather than the the money or the business side, I think a lot a lot more gets done and a lot uh, better things are achieved. And I did really like that analogy you said with the geese. I think that's a good way. It's a great way of putting it because there shouldn't be just one person uh, driving the way. Yeah, somebody takes the lead, but when it's someone else's. Uh, forte or and there's another opportunity for someone else to guide it when it's good for everyone else that's a great way of doing it so yeah it sounds like you've got a very good setup there and um, I hope that once you're able to get the events going you're able to come back bigger and better what's the kind of just briefly what's your kind of plan on that when you're able to get going again well my my vision board which is next to me right now has um like ideally I would like to do like TED talk style conferences and like well-being nice. retreats so like rather than just I don't know I, I like the idea that you can network anywhere um because networking 
in of itself has that association with like business business cards like the gray suit and tie like you know like you were saying before you just get flung into a room and like there you go enjoy but actually networking really is just meeting people and creating a network so why can't you do that on a boat why can't you do it on a ski trip (laughs) why can't you do it on yeah and that's exciting that's more exciting yeah and I'm like and actually so that but before lockdown happened that was kind of where I was wanting to go with it do more like adrenaline events because actually that really pushes you out of your comfort zone and you do open up a lot more and you get to know the person behind it and you build stronger connections when you've gone through you know you're not really going to build a strong connection if you just stood in a room eating Domino's pizza flinging a business card whereas if you're like okay we went on this network event where we went white water rafting (laughs) you're going to you'd be like wow that was an amazing memory and I've really got to speak to them all day like I've really got to know that person and I really want to work with them again because I really like who they are and I I I feel a lot more confident in myself that other people can see who I am so the idea going forward is um I'm trying to rebrand it from networking to like empowerment events but networking is still the goal it's just I think that word needs to be change the way that we view it because that is just forming a network it's not throwing a business card and being in a suit and having that sort of wolf of wall street almost style yeah 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 i mean i'm so on board i'm, I'm definitely behind this mindset and i think it, it makes so much sense there's um, a book that i always bang on about but it's definitely uh, driven a lot of my thoughts over the last few years called be more pirates and um, there was a section in it, there was a new uh, edition released uh, recently, and there was a section in it where they were talking about how to, or ways of kind of toppling establishments or normal ways of doing things which are seen as the convention but are actually terrible and are detrimental so we're thinking of it in your terms of making a networking event or the usual way of doing it's too stuffy and old-fashioned nothing's actually getting done out of it but if we do something that is enjoyable connecting people gets uh, people passionate and therefore they're actually getting positive connections out of it then that's a good thing so the line in it is something like you don't need to beat the uh, people are doing it badly. You've just got to throw a better party than they have, which sounds ridiculous on the surface, but I think it's absolutely what you're trying to do is the idea of, yes, we've still got the same end result as them is we're getting people together, but we're doing it in a way that's more enjoyable, it's more attractive, it's more meaningful. And I think people are just put off by the idea of professionalism. Oh, everything's got to be professional, but that just equates to boring and nothing good gets done. But if like you're doing, you can actually put some energy behind it. I think that's what will create lasting connections and actually uh, create some good chains and some uh, positive projects. So yeah, we'll talk a bit more about that after but i introduced you at the start of the podcast as creative coach and artist and i'd love to hear a bit more about your artwork so just how how long have you been doing art for how did it start and what's progressed over the years have you been doing it um so i've all i'm like without sounding really cliche i have always been a creative person like i was that kid that was sort of sat in the corner covered in paint um (laughs) making stuff all the time like creating Christmas cards like we've been we've always been quite a creative family so that was always me like with my head in the clouds just either reading or drawing um and so it's always been something I really enjoyed doing um because I find it quite 
relaxing and I, I love seeing other I find artists really inspirational because I just don't think their brains really work the same way as other people's. Like, you'd just be like, yeah. wow. Like, everyone's like, oh, I could have done that. I'm like, yeah, but you didn't. Like, there's an art. My favorite artist is Yayoi yeah. Kusama, who is a Japanese artist, and she does these massive installations of like full rooms. And I look at that and I'm like, that is just bonkers, but brilliant. The fact she's actually thought, okay, I'm just going to make an entire room of um, yellow circles. And then she just puts it everywhere and it's so over the top, but like, it's amazing that she's actually done that because people wouldn't. Um, so I, my creative journey, I guess, started when I was little um, and I had a bit of a blip where I wanted to go and do um, biochemistry at uni and then um, kind of flunked chemistry. I love science, but it does not love me. Um, <laughs> so chemistry didn't do so well in biology I was fine but I was like right okay well obviously it's not for me um, I'm gonna go and study art because as well I was like it's the only thing I can really see myself studying for three years um, mm-hmm. because I'm passionate about it and you know I got all the usual backlash of like oh what are you gonna do with an art degree like you're not yeah. gonna get a career like it's not a stable job like you're not gonna get a real job and I was like well what even is a real job like there's there's so many options now and the only person that stops you like I would never in a million years have told 15 year olds me oh yeah when you're 25 you'll be running networking events with glitter on your face running around getting people empowered and empowering women to follow their dreams like no no way in hell would I have thought that that would be a job and that that's actually something you could do um so yeah, my creative journey was through university um, and I've just, I've always loved going to galleries, like going and finding little photography exhibitions, going and doing, um, there's a thing in London where you can do like a street art walk and it's basically a tour of London looking at the different graffiti and then you get, cool. it's really cool. I don't know if they're doing it in COVID, but it's really fun. Um, and you end up going and it was my first time in London and it was sort of seeing it from a different um, view because you go around all the like unseen bits of London to find these like really cool graffiti artworks and then you end up obviously going through all the touristy bits as well but you just sort of see the back alleys and like really cool Um, I've gone on (laughs) I was gonna say but that that is art isn't it I I love what you're saying there about that then street so that's exactly what art is it's allowing you to think in a different way and kind of going against the convention and discovering new things about the world in yourself and I think that street art tour that you uh, talk about there is a great way of kind of summarizing the other things that you said is it's taking you down the back alleys the, the the strange roads the different areas of London that you wouldn't normally go down and that's exactly what any form of art or creativity does it takes you on a journey away from the norm and shows you that other things are possible and kind of inspires in that way which i think is why it is so important and um it was also great to hear you say about um uh going against the idea of having a normal job because if you if you trigger me on that i'd be chatting for hours so um i'm just going to give you a nod of agreement and i'll uh, keep my mouth shut but um yeah absolutely uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about, and I was keeping up with these throughout 
uh, lockdown was that you were doing um, the 100 day abstract challenge where you were making producing artwork every day in an abstract form anyway you're the best better than I to describe it but there were some uh, great pieces you were putting on Instagram what um, started that off and what were you doing as part of it so um, I mean basically to be honest it was just to sort of keep me sane during lockdown I didn't think <laughs> that people would actually buy it um, because everything like I'm a very normally very overly busy person um, mm-hmm. to like stupidly busy don't ever give myself breaks and lockdown happened and I was like oh my god I need to fill my time like I'm gonna go stir crazy um, so obviously the weather was really nice so I just set up a tarpaulin in my family's garden and just started painting and um, the abstract challenge is something that I've seen other artists do um and it's something I've never done myself because I've never really done abstract art my art is kind of quite trippy psychedelic it's all like actual drawings so I wanted to do it almost to challenge myself and to um give me something to keep me in a routine uh during lockdown so I did like a painting each day and then I'd release it um well i was meant to release it at seven, depending on the day. Sometimes it was eight, sometimes it was six. Um, <laughs> no one knew what time it was anyway. No one knew what year it was. I was like, I don't even know what day it is. Here's another abstract art. Um, but actually, I got loads of really positive feedback because I think during that time, you know, everyone was feeling a bit low, like not really sure what's going on. And having, yeah. like, I had people setting timers to, to check when I'd posted the work. And because oh, it's really, cool. yeah, I was like, oh, that's really cute. And they were like, oh, which one are you doing today? And the first comment would then, you'd then buy the painting. And actually, pretty much all of the paintings I did sold, which really surprised me because I'd just started it just to keep myself busy, um, not thinking I'd actually, not thinking they would actually sell. Um, and they did they sold every day and you know that was really quite moving for me because I didn't yeah in a time where where everything like the creative sector almost kind of felt like it was shutting down and you know art's not necessarily something people always think they need and for people to still spend their money in a time where they were like on furlough or like job insecurity I was I was really quite moved because I was like I can't believe you're spending your money on on my artwork like you could go and buy some food but you've bought a painting I was like thank you like thank you genuinely thank you so much because I that really means a lot to be supporting um small business uh so I actually didn't finish the full 100 days um I got to day 35 and then the weather got really bad and I ended up um getting really overloaded with event stuff so I am going to pick up the abstract challenge again in the run-up to Christmas because I really enjoyed doing it and I think generally the vibe I'm getting off people is that they're fed up of COVID still so I'm thinking it's a good little way to brighten up people's feeds again with um the abstract challenge so I am going to be doing that again finishing the 100 days that I didn't actually finish (laughs) yeah fantastic and no I absolutely I really um enjoy looking at them I'll tell you what I um do enjoy about your artwork because having a look at that it led me to look at some other pieces that you posted was 
um you said that you kind of like using bright colors and i do like the use of color you know very striking stuff you know there's kind of there's ones that have almost got neon uh, in there really bright but i feel there was a few i was looking at where you've kind of got close-ups of faces and uh things like that and the use of color in that was really bold and bright and striking and it ties in with everything that you've been talking about and your kind of creative projects but i thought there was uh some really good stuff there and i definitely think uh people should check out more of your work where is it available to have a look at on line um where do you mainly post it is it instagram mainly instagram um i have got a website but i'm just re-editing it at the moment um so the website will be up and running again in about a month's time um but in the meantime if you do want to order anything for christmas or um yeah or buy like an abstract one it's mainly through my instagram so cool cool once again links in the description um no, but fantastic. Just one more thing I wanted to ask about the art was what is your... Now we're bordering a bit on the philosophical, but hey, this is where I like to go. Um, but what is your kind of drive to create that style of art where you do with the colours and the striking nature? What are you trying to capture when you do it? Um, I've always, always loved bright colours. Like, I think they put you in a... For me, they always put me in a better mood if it's like a really bright room or like really really colourful like you will very rarely see me wearing anything that's black or grey um and if I do you should probably check that I'm okay because I'm probably ill um (laughs) uh but yeah the bright colours and shapes it's almost I think that that childlike um like that playful aspect of some of the stuff that I paint is maybe more serious topics, but presenting it in a colourful, childlike way. So a lot of the pieces I did in my, um, I did a show, Space Punk, in February. Um, and a lot of the artwork is actually around like mental health, depression, anxiety. Um, and, you know, they're quite dark topics, I guess. And I sort of try and present them in a colourful bright way um in like so that it kind of I don't know softens the blow of it I don't know if that's the right way to word it but yeah so I I find as well I think um people don't always want to talk about like depression and mental health and there's like this big cloud around it um but actually if you can approach it with like the childlike innocence then you you know we should we should speak about it like that so that's why it's always very colorful um because I think it draws people's attention to it and then you sort of realise the underlying message, um, if that makes sense. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. It absolutely does make sense. And I feel, that, again, that's that's the great thing about art in general is that you can approach different subjects in different ways, but allowing you to get to a positive end goal it's not just about taking the the usual route like you said looking at the idea of mental health it's not just oh these are the ways that we do it talk about it in a very prescriptive medical way there are actually other ways of doing it which might be more effective and more beneficial to people which i think is always great to do one thing i was then going to ask is just kind of combining your art and also the podcast and the events you do obviously now it's been very tricky for people to really be expressive and do loads of uh, artistic things in the way we might have wanted to when we've been stuck inside so much but we've seen the importance to so many people how just little bits of uh, joy and creativity can um, brighten up people's lives when we've not had that much of it over the last uh, six months or so 
But what would you say in general is, let's say from your art or from the events that you do is that the art or the creativity actually adds to the world? What's the kind of biggest positive you find from doing these things that it gives to other people? Um. Oh, that's a big philosophical question. Um, <laughs> I did warn you. I did warn you. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, the biggest thing that creativity and the events give to people is, without sounding super cheesy, you get a community. Um, yeah. And I like to think of creative people as like, we're almost like the kids in school that didn't really fit in. So you just lump, like, it's it's a bunch of misfits, basically. Like, we're all just a bunch of creative misfits, and we're almost similar in our, in our differences, if that makes sense. So, like, I guess the thing that I think create my creative events and that art add to the world is sort of helping those creatives or, like, those misfits that you'd be seen as in school sort of find their tribe um, and find people who are actually like-minded but we're all like we're all so different like every single person who comes to that event like we've all started our own business and like no no two businesses are the same so I think for me it was just helping you not feel like you're on your own if you're freelance because if you're an artist you you are your own boss that you are working on your own lots of time and sometimes you can go into like self-doubt or whatever and it's having those um people around who are you can just run an idea past them and be like guys what do you think of this like is this a good idea like obviously I think it's great but whether people are actually going to like it and I think it's really important particularly with art and any creative thing is to just stick to what you like rather than what other people like because if you stick to your true goal or your true style you will naturally attract people that are also going to like your style. Whereas if you try and put yourself, like I've made the mistake in the past of just taking any any creative job that would pay the bills and actually it was mm-hmm. stuff that I didn't enjoy. And it actually took me longer to do it because it was not my normal style um, than it would if it was my style. So yeah, I think creative practice... Um, for anyone is a really useful thing to do like whether you and that that word creativity it can mean so many different things like some people like writing some people like drawing some people like I even think podcasts are creative because you're and like motivational speakers like I think everyone is creative in their own way um and I think during the pandemic it's made people realize just how much we do rely on creativity when um you know when when other things fail almost or when your mental health is is low it's a really good way to get your thoughts out on paper or just have that sort of quietness like mindfulness that comes with like doing drawing or doing the painting um so a lot of the time it's not even about the end goal it's about enjoying the the process rather than the outcome and like enjoying actually making the piece of art like I've made some pieces that are absolutely shit. Sorry to swear. Um, <laughs> like they look awful, but I made them, which is like I I enjoyed actually making them, and like that was part of the abstract challenge. Like some of the abstract challenges, the ones that didn't make the cut, are so bad. Like they just look like 
someone's thrown up on a piece of paper but I still enjoyed making them because that actual process of like painting it was really therapeutic and the end piece like went in the bin but (laughs) the actual process of making it was really yeah like quite cathartic quite therapeutic so it's not you, you don't have to be good at art to be an artist it's more about boosting your mood and just yeah, I guess almost like a bit of form of therapy, kind of. Yeah, I get that. I get that. And I really like what you said then about um, misfits. I like that word, misfits, but kind of like encouraging each other to be happy being a misfit. But I think it also kind of goes a bit further than that as well, because obviously people who are actively pursuing things like we're doing in kind of creative spaces might feel like misfits in many walks of life. But I feel... In, in at least a small way, everyone feels a bit of a misfit at times. And what art can do to people who don't allow themselves to accept that is show them that it is okay to feel like a misfit. We're all different in our own way. So giving someone, uh, a presenting a bit of art, whether it be a film, whether it be a painting, whether it be an event or a performance, is saying, look, we all exist in different ways. It's okay for you not to feel like you conform. And I feel like the whole world is a better place when everyone accepts that we are all misfits, just kind of getting on with it together. So yeah, I really like that. And I, I absolutely get what you're saying there. One thing I wanted to chat about, and I keep bringing this up to everyone because I feel like I need an answer, but I don't feel like I'm ever going to get one, is what's what's the state of affairs now in the world that we live in where obviously we've not been able to do the same things we have in the past different forms of creativity have flourished but with the i hate to use the word economy but everything seems to be revolving around that at the moment and there's going to be a struggle for lots of whether it be venues or artists or small projects like that to get going what does the future hold for us is it a new dawn or is it the the end basically what do you think right so i actually recorded a video about this um and it's going on the boss babes instagram later because i don't think covid is an obstacle i think people are using it as an excuse so yeah obviously there's a lot of stuff that you can't do and there's a lot of things that we can't do like you know venues obviously have had to struggle however Mm -hmm. um there's always a reason not to do something so yeah Yeah. today it's the pandemic last year it might be because your parents didn't support what you're doing next year it could be that you know the economy there's always always going to be a reason not to do something and I think particularly as creatives we're always told it's not going to be a viable career option it's not a real job like I don't want to delve into that because that's probably another episode um but you know you do you pandemic or not you're constantly faced with reasons why you shouldn't do stuff and it's having the moral courage to just go and say like fuck you I'm doing it anyway obviously at the moment there's stuff that you have to keep from a moral point of view and in terms of not spreading the virus like I get that Mm -hmm. but in terms of artists like it has been more difficult but it's always difficult to be an artist you're always having to fight for your value you're always having to say why should I you know this is why I want my space in the world like there's an artist called um Jess Stanley who's based in Liverpool and her business hasn't been affected at all she's just carried on going and there's another artist called Sophie T and it's it's so bizarre to me because there's obviously there's loads of jobs that are going but 
she's an she's a painter and she's still been selling her artworks for two and a half grand nearly every day so nice. using the pandemic as a as a reason why you shouldn't do your art career like if they can do it you can do you know what i mean if, if it's, yeah. it's the only person really that's stopping you is you and it's so easy to get into that negative mindset of oh the economy's falling apart like all the jobs are going i'm like okay but actually is this not the perfect opportunity to try and do the project that you've been wanting to work on like yeah it's going to be I don't even think it's harder I think it's just different you have to think outside the box and market yourself in a different way um because for me a lot of the big commissions that I got were with venues so obviously they're not going to be wanting to fork out money for a commission stuff at the moment but then the abstract challenge was still doing really well and I didn't expect that um so I think for me it's going to be a very different world but I actually think the creatives are the ones who are maybe coping with this better because we're so used to like thinking of weird ways out of stuff anyway so you know initially like a lot of the girls who come to Boss Babies like it was at the beginning really hard because a lot of their businesses shut down overnight like there's one girl who um runs a glitter company and she does glitter at festivals and everything and she was like oh I'm gonna have to close it I'm never gonna have to do it again and she's just adapted she's now started doing um like little um cheer up kits almost like for kids of like glitter and like face gems they can do it at home and she did stuff during the um lockdown of like a rainbow collection because there was all that stuff with the nhs so actually like she's just adapted her business and she's not had to close she's just it's not the same business it was before but it's still something that she really enjoys doing and same with me with boss babes that it's still something that i really enjoy doing because the reason that i love the events was actually meeting people and hearing their stories which i can still get that from doing a podcast and i can still get that from doing takeovers so i think for me we just need to stop viewing it as a just view it as another as another obstacle like don't view it as like the world's ending it's like okay well you know just think your way around it just try and do a a different way and I think there is that almost collective victim mindset where because some people are like oh well there's going to be no jobs and like well if you say there's going to be no jobs then there probably won't be But if you say, actually, there's just going to be different jobs or actually, okay, I've lost my job. I'm going to create my own job. Um, And some people laugh at me because they're like, you're so overly optimistic. I'm like, well, you've kind of got to be. You can't Mm -hmm. just like be like, okay, the world's ending. I'm going to bury myself in the sand and just like eat crisps and wait for it all to be over. Because actually, we don't know how long it's going to be like this or if it's actually going to go back to normal for a very long time. So you have to be realistic and try and make the most out of the stuff that we can do um and yeah so I just think we all need to believe in ourselves a bit more and just ignore the negativity and just keep focused on what you're doing because if you're passionate about it the money will will come in the end like Sophie T is amazing like two and a half grand every day yeah that is that's a very good effort isn't it it's a very good effort but i yeah i agree and especially with what you were saying like there is always an obstacle to something if it's not this then it's something else so yes you can use it as an excuse because it feels like something that everyone can but if you don't go after something now when are you going to do it there's never going to be a right time so pursue things so this kind of then it this leads on to the rant that i wanted to just throw in there was that I really do believe, partly 
optimistically but partly realistically that there'll be a bit of a kind of cultural renaissance after it in the terms that people have realized how important uh culture and uh creative things are in our lives because um if we're using the comparison with your artwork it literally adds the color to our lives when we've been told we've had to sit at home and work and where a lot of people yeah a lot of people have struggled through it but a lot of people have just got paid the same done the jobs from home and have still got the same setup which they might have thought was a dream scenario in the past but once you just sat at home doing nothing you then realize well the the color added to your life is going out meeting friends it's going to concerts it's going uh, embracing the world so i think people will really appreciate that going forward and we'll have a lot more of a hunger to dive into these things whether it be buying artwork like you said whether it be going to events or um, appreciating that more so that's my spin on things and i think more people will start to turn to your mindset like you said of okay it is just it's one obstacle but there could always be more let's just crack on and find other ways of doing it so i'm glad you're thinking in that way because i'm absolutely flying the flag for it and um, i hope that's more people um do sign up to that way of thinking all right we've been having a good chat for a while now i'm going to try and take us towards uh, uh, a natural endpoint soon but i just wanted to ask i've talked about the projects that you've done in the past you're currently doing and uh, what they mean to you but what are your plans for the future you talked about uh, boss babes and when you like to take that but what's your kind of dream set up with your art and where would you like that to go in the next few years yeah so with my art um i during lockdown have kind of moved not moved away from painting as much but i started thinking about the environmental impact that like creating those pieces of artwork was having so I've started looking at doing more like digital work um in terms of like digital paintings or like you can order it and I make it to order rather than necessarily just making a load of because I make t-shirts and I make paintings and then the the stock just sits there and normally this time of year I would be doing Christmas markets and obviously they're not open so I've kind of felt like I don't want to make stuff that's just going to sit in in my room so I've been um speaking to different brands about trying to get my designs on their work because that's stuff that would be selling anyway rather than necessarily like sort of going down the more like wearable art route so I've been looking at um doing uh wakeboards with Ronics um skateboards um t-shirts in like surf shops like surfboards like basically just trying to get my designs actually on things rather than it being necessarily you buy an artwork and stick it on your wall which is great and you know that's really good but the environmental impact of that is quite big really um and actually if you can have it on if you can put my designs on a reusable mug or like something that you're going to use anyway and it's actually you're wearing my artwork and incorporating it into your lifestyle which you know fashion is art and like so like there's so many things that are creative so yeah the the projects going forward are more going to be me collaborating with brands rather than doing like solo shows um and solo artworks it's going to be more trying to get my designs incorporated into um brands that already exist and collaborating more with people which is what I love doing anyway like I love collaborating with different brands and getting a different spin on things so um 
yeah, that's more the route I'm going down is sort of you can have my artwork on a mug if you want to or you can have it on the bottom of your wakeboard or you can um have it on your car basically wherever you want some artwork I'll just (laughs) slap it on (laughs) now I like the sound of that and it's interesting what you're saying then about thinking about the environmental impacts this is something that's definitely come to my mind in kind of all walks of life as it has become more prevalent but then just taking a moment to think about every decision you make and um, how you can improve that decision. And I know that can seem a bit extreme, but I do think it's quite simple when you boil it down. And especially, I think it becomes easier when you are working a project like yourself, where you are, you start from scratch and then build it up the way you want to. And that's how I've tried to do things when taking on projects. Because when you start from scratch, you actually take on the things that are valuable. And this is why big companies and big institutions do things that, you look at now and if you think, if I were to put that forward as an idea in a new company or a new project, it would sound ridiculous. But now it absolutely makes sense to do things in a more uh, ethical and sustainable way, not just because it feels the right thing to do, but actually because it can be more productive and lead to better things. So I think that is a, a really good way of looking at it. And I hope that uh, the world situation now gives more people time to kind of take stock of that and start rebuilding in a way that is a bit more sustainable and um, that will have a positive impact on that sense um you know what Katie we've nearly hit an hour here because it easily flies by this time and I think I have asked you all of the very insightful questions I want to it's been great to hear about everything that you've been up to learn a bit more about your art and um, I hope everybody who's been listening will um, go and check it out and uh, enjoy it. So thank you very much for for that. Um, what I was going to say is, like I said, I'm going to put links in the description to go and check out all your stuff. Don't forget to go and listen to the new podcast that you've just released, Not Your Babe. Where's that online at the moment? It's on Spotify. So you can find it, Not Your Babe, Um by Kate well I think you just type in not your babe it should come up um but yeah Spotify at the moment trying to get it on Apple Podcasts but it's not on there yet fantastic fantastic well thank you very much for the conversation um we've covered loads of great topics and we will uh you know we'll we'll chat again sometime because as we earmarked throughout the conversation there was a lot of things that we could have ranted on for hours so there's plenty more times to uh, chat and hopefully when um (laughs) <laughs> your part of the world as well is allowed to open up again we can meet up and discuss in person some of all the, the crazy ideas that we've got put the world to rights absolutely exactly that's a great way of putting it brilliant well thank you everyone for listening we're going to have more great conversations and film reviews coming up very soon keep checking them out on spotify and apple podcasts as we'll be releasing one every week thank you katie thank you everyone for listening and i'll speak to you all again soon Well, there you have it. There was my conversation with artist and creative coach Katie Lee. I hope you all enjoyed it. I definitely did. And as you can tell, we both got very passionate about creativity and collaborative projects, which, as I'm sure a lot of people listening to this will agree, are so important and something that we need to keep driving forward as working together, bringing people together and uh, coming up with new ideas is the way that we push forward and uh, make great things happen. I hope you uh, enjoyed everything we chatted about and of course we'll be lining up some more great guests and yes, we'll have some more film reviews coming up for you on the Glass 8 Film Club. Thank you for listening, tune in again and I'll speak to you all very soon.